I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swam Podcast. Joining me today, we have the man, the myth, the legend. He's got four Olympic gold medals. You know him as Ryan Murphy. I know him as the best-looking man in swimming. What's up, buddy? <laughs> What's up? Yeah, you've introduced me as the best-looking man in swimming for like five years now, so that's that's nice. Thanks, I mean, thanks for that one. I'm entitled to my opinion. You know, it's, 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 look, it's not, it's not all objectivity. You know, sometimes it's a little bit subjective. You yeah. Know, you just, you butter me up before we start the interview, you know? Yeah. There, there's, there's like, you know, I have, I have a background in entertainment. There's some, we have, there's, we have swim alumni in the entertainment business and they all agree. I can tell you I'm reporting back. That's right. <laughs> Much appreciated. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Yeah, right now we're, uh, I don't know when exactly this is going to air, but but I'm going down to, to Michigan Viejo tomorrow for, for that swim meet, and I'm looking forward to that. I think we've, you know, in terms of the the fitness and the training, I feel really good about that. Honestly, no no regrets on that front. So I feel I'm in really good shape. Uh, so now we just got to see how it's going to come together these last couple of weeks of the season. Let's talk about the pro swim and mission because – I've always seen that that one pro swim. It's like you know, it, it's hit or miss. Sometimes it is it is the worst pro swim ever because it's like people are just starting their taper or they're like thinking taper. Swims are weird. Sometimes it pops. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's on. Are you, what what what's your opinion? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think every honestly every swim meet this year it feels like people are in in different spots of training, and I and I totally respect that. I mean, there's. There's a ton of, I mean, there's an infinite number of paths to success in this sport and everyone's got to do the the plan that works best for them. I would say specifically, yeah, the, I mean, the Mission Viejo one, the main meet is, is always interesting because you have the college kids who have come off of NCAAs. They've really had to, you know, put in work really quickly, uh, but it also probably hasn't been enough time to like absolutely bury them. So they should be feeling pretty nice. Like their their fitness is in a good spot. They still have that pop from coming off of a taper. Where the the professional athletes, I think, you know, if you know, we we've kind of been training for for ten months now. So a huge like huge block of training, um, and so you're just kind of seeing how how that like initial that initial bit of getting like a recovery practice. Like how is that? How are they reacting to that? And, and that adaptation is going to be different really from person to person. You know, no, on, on my side of the fence, it, it's funny because it's, uh, you know, we, we all witnessed Marshawn's 328, 400 IM. Then he follows up with uh, at, at the pro swim and goes a 407. And I feel like half the people were sort of go, meh, 407, meh. And the other half are going, it's a 407, 400 IM. It's fast. 100, yeah, 100%. I mean, like that's a, that's a scenario where it's like the, uh, you know, I think the swimmers are are impressed with a with a four oh seven. I think the, uh, you know, the people that aren't necessarily like as familiar with like the intricacies of of each course and uh, and it really how hard it is to go that fast. Uh, th- those are the ones that are that are hoping for more. 
four, you got to give 407 it's a do. 407 in season is dumb. Yeah, yeah. I want he's a, yeah, Leon is a, or Leon is a is a beast. Like it's it's really cool to watch him swim. Like it's it's an, it's a really nice style. Like he's a really pretty swimmer. Like it's very it's very finesse, uh, but he's got a motor that just keeps on going. So he's uh yeah, he's a really fun one to watch. I predicted him to go under four minutes at world champs. And I, and I got, I got a little bit of pushback. People got really upset with me. And I, and I but I have to say, I, I, I predicted, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I predicted a three thirty in the 400 yard. I am because my brain wouldn't go below three thirty, And so I was like, I got to lean in this summer. so I predicted below four, <laughs> below four minutes. And I, and I was like, so I, I think I jumped the shark. I got called out on it. What, what do you think is, is could we, will we see it uh, you know, a sub four minute pointer and I am? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's such a fast time. I mean, I think like the instinct and maybe I'm projecting here, but like the, the pressure and the nerves going into a world championship or Olympic final is more than an NCAA heat or an NCAA final. So like, you know, the willingness to win by seven seconds, uh, you know, you're more likely to do that in a, in a short course pool. So I think, I mean, honestly, if someone, if someone is going, someone else is going 402, 403, I think you, yeah, I think you could potentially, he could potentially get pushed under four. Um, but I, like I'm, and I don't know Leon's personality a ton. I'm someone where it's like, I like to, you know, I like to really compete. I like to be in a dog fight in, in the races. And so I'm, I'm projecting that point of view. Yeah, I, I think that you 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 just aligned yourself with all the commenters that were like, no way. It was, it was a little bit of pushback. I, th- I think you were just being nice. It's it sound every but everyone started saying, you know, he could go four hundred one, which is extraordinarily fast. Four hundred two is extraordinarily fast. So yeah, uh, I I'm always yeah I'm always of the point of view. It's like, you know, a, a world record's a world record for a reason. So like, if he's if he's going and and pushing that world record off of you know, the best swimmer of all time, like that's, that's something that should be really, really appreciated. Uh, I mean, a 404, I think it went 404 last summer, that should be really appreciated. 403, it's like really like insane, uh, you know, and any, anything on top of that's, you know, cherry on top. I, I, I think so like his 407 in season coming off NC two age, which was pretty astounding. I, I think that you're hunter back a world champs that, that, you know, getting the silver, was I, my personal opinion was that that swim was better than your 200 back. Yeah. Even though oh. you won 200 back. Well, so what, what, what do you think? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could say this now, but like, you know, last season, you know, it was just such a condensed year that like you, you just don't have that like dense training block and, and like, you kind of like, you know, even, you know, I guess even zoom out a little bit, like the fall of 2021, we were at ISL. ISL like you're competing all the time but like that just totally zaps your nervous system so you're not able to do you're not able to do great practices throughout the week you can go in and work hard but it's it's different um so I just feel like the the amount of training I was able to do last year was was less than I what I would have hoped um and then I think I think I probably over tapered a little bit for for worlds as well so so that's a piece of that's a piece of it too but yeah, I was I was really happy with the hundred back last summer. You know, happy with the two hundred back, but yeah, you know, I think there's definitely there's room for improvement in both. 
but I think those improvements are a little bit easier in the 200 back. Everybody listening, you were 51.97 for the silver world champs, the 100 back, which I thought was the better swim. 200 back snatched the gold medal. 154.52, great swim. I just thought the 100 was faster. It's interesting to hear you say, yeah, the 100 was faster. Here's my here's my opinion on somebody who is as who is a, as seasoned as you are as a professional athlete. I don't think you can I don't think that you can rest too much. I don't think you can rest too much for taper. That's that's just that's my theory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. But I rested a lot last summer, so you know, I I definitely pushed that line. <laughs> what, what does that do? All right, just make. Here's the thing. Uh, if I did a taper, it was six weeks out, 4,000 meters. Three weeks out, I was down to 2,000, 2,500 a day. The week of, the of you know, that final week, less than 1,000 a day. Is is that is that getting out over the skis too much? Is that is that considered too much taper? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty long. Like, I mean, it, you just have to think about, like, the, like the eight-day meet. So, like, you know – if you're down at if you're down at a thousand, like over the meet, your warm up's probably a thousand to fifteen hundred. You go and do the race, you warm down like a thousand to fifteen hundred or whatever you need, and then you come back and do it again at night. So you know the yardage there, you're you're hitting about six thousand a day. So like that's that's a pretty big that's a pretty big jump from what you were doing the the previous week. I believe in radical tapers. I'm trying to sell the radical taper concept. What I'm, and what I'm what I'm hearing from you is that I'm not getting buy-in. Yeah, well, look, I I probably taper I probably taper as long as anyone on the on the USA team. Um, I mean, with that in mind, like I still have to do like a 200. So like, you know, probably not as much as like the the people who are there for like the 50s. Uh, they could they could really taper, but. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely lean on the side of like tapering way more than majority of the people on the national team. We're, we're a little bit all over the map, but I have to just toss this out. Did you see this? The, we, had, we had the 50 free at, at the Atlanta Classic, the Speedo Atlanta Classic. We should say this. And Ryan Murphy is a is a Speedo athlete. Uh, I was a Speedo athlete. We, helped, we, we love Speedo. So the Speedo Atlanta Classic. Um so uh, I thought that Dressel's hunter fly was pretty solid. I thought it was a good swim. And then in the, in the 53, it was a little bit of a head scratcher, 22.5. And then I quickly saw that Shane, Zane Grothy went in 22.8 in the 53. <laughs> Our 400 freestyler is Zane Grothy. Did you notice the, the, the Zane Grothy 50-meter free? Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Uh... That's it. I mean, that's really impressive. Like Zane was, I, I think Zane was like, I want to say Zane was almost like leaning towards, I think he was doing some open water races even. Um, so that's cool. I mean, that's making a second career out of, uh, out of the sprints. I like it. His, his post-race celebration was pretty big. He's 31. He went a 49 in the hundred free 22 in the 50 free. All right. I just, I, so I'm just report, I'm reporting Grothy's performances. This is uh, this is your swim swim news coming to you right now on the pod. That's legit. Yeah. Get on news. Get on Zane. That's cool. That's really big news. All right. So I I'm, I'm going to get into May, which is our our uh, water safety month, and when I talk to you about water safety, I know that you 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 have a very close relationship with um, with Goldfish, 
And um, I, I want to get into those metrics and I've seen the cool media and the commercials that you've done. But before I get there, one final question as we just sit here and, 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 and have our conversation, Duncan Armstrong in practice, do, do, do you take him in practice? Are you, are you, are you bringing it? Are you bringing the heat? Honestly, Hunter and I don't really train together uh, often at all. Uh, he's more like, Oh, I just said yeah, Duncan. Just, whoa, 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 I just said Duncan Armstrong. I knew what you meant. Yeah, yeah. It's harder. <laughs> so just, we know. For reference, for anybody old enough, Duncan Armstrong was an eighty-eight gold, eighty-eight champion from Australia. I do that all the time. They're filed in my brain the same way. Hunter Armstrong, do you bring the heat? You don't train, so you don't train together. Not, not much. I mean, Hunter is pretty exclusively in sprint group. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty much exclusively in like mid distance. So we really got to train together. We got to train together when the NCAA team was, was tapering. So that was, that was March. Um, and honestly, Hunter doesn't really train backstroke either. So he's training majorly freestyle. Uh, I train majority backstroke. So we don't, we don't get a ton of like head to head looks in practice. Yeah. All right. Good enough. I had to ask the question. I was hoping you were going to say, "Oh yeah, Mel, I'm just I'm just stepping on him, boot, boot on the neck." I, that was what that I, I thought that might be a possibility, but you didn't go there. You didn't say that. Yeah, it, it doesn't. I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter who I'm next to. Like, I'm trying to I'm trying to get wins uh, everywhere. So it doesn't matter if I'm going free fly back. Uh, I'm I'm always racing. So yeah, I, I'm I bring the intensity to pretty much all the practices but the recovery ones there was some there was some there was some uh video race video that was leaked from the alumni meets and and i was like man ryan's just he, he's hurting people in workout it's like he, he looks like you were unbeatable but uh, i'll move on let's, <laughs> let's, let's let's get down to to water safety and uh, you're an ambassador are you help me are you still an ambassador for usa swimming foundation Correct. Yeah, yeah. So working closely with USA Swimming Foundation, have the partnership with Goldfish and in Speedo. You're tight. You've got it all looped in. That that's the, those are those are the, the biggest partners to have, and can do the most good. Um, it's I've been so focused on news, and my wife leaned over and she said, "So I haven't been paying attention to stuff like this." And she looks, she goes, "Check this out," and she was showing me the the Goldfish commercial. When did you guys capture that? Yeah, so that was a that was maybe a, a year ago, or maybe less less than a year ago that we that we captured that with uh, with Cohen and myself. And yeah, like Goldfish is Goldfish is just an incredible group. I mean, I think you you kind of look at the top, and you know Jenny Jenny and Chris were were the founders, and you know, Jenny was a was a really high level swimmer herself. She created the the original curriculum. And I was really drawn to that. Like, I think there's, there is, there is value to, to learning to swim in the correct way and being able to look through it through the lens of like, okay, we want to set you up so that one, you know, obviously we want you to be safe in and around the water. And so like, that's check one, it's gotta be fun. It's gotta be engaging. Goldfish does that really well, but also on the more technical side, it's important to set the foundation that you could build upon and, and potentially have a long and successful swim career. Hmm. Tell me a little bit about the swimmer pledge, the safer swimmer pledge. And uh... yeah, so 
Yeah, so this this is the third year that that Goldfish has had the Stay for Swimmer pledge, and it's really a, a campaign to to build awareness around the importance of of water safety. May is is Water Safety Awareness Month, and and Goldfish wants to do their part in order to to spread the message. Um, and, and it's really simple. Like Goldfish is committed to to giving really high level quality swim lessons that are that are fun to to kids. Um, and then on the flip side, like it is, you know, like you, we don't want to, we don't want to scare people into, into getting swim lessons, but the statistics are, are pretty scary. Drowning is, is the leading cause of unintentional death for kids age one to four. And simply putting your children into swim lessons reduces the risk of drowning by 88%. So there's a, there's a problem. We have a solution and, and it's really important to just, let people know that that there is a solution to um, to you know that really this this epidemic. A lot of people the, the data is interesting, and but it's uh, a lot of people have misconceptions about learn to swim and and water safety. Is there is there a misconception that that might surprise people? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think the the one that that frankly surprised me the most because like, I was you know I was. I was doing this wrong when I was, when I was a young kid is, is so you're not supposed to use the, uh, you know, the arm floaties. So you can still like, it, it's still like, you could still drown if you, if you have on the, the water floaties. So you really want the, you really want like the Coast Guard approved, uh, life vest. That's a, that's a, you know, that's like the, the surefire way to, to be safe in the water, uh, if you don't know how to swim. And so that's a, that's a really important one. It's, uh, I can't think, well, I'm a father and we, everybody did the arm floaties mm -hmm. <laughs> for all the parents, all the kids, you'd have pool parties and, you know, and you, and, and you're, you know, if I know of anyone who's, who's respects water safety, it's like, it, I find that elite athletes really respect water safety. And uh, so I'm very mindful. I was always mindful when I'm around a pool and I see kids, um, I feel some, some tension but uh, mm -hmm. you would just see the kids lined up, my daughter included, when they were little, little, they'd be wearing the arm, the arm, the, the arm floaties, and it, it doesn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's it's tough because I definitely, I definitely feel like similar attention uh, around the pool when when there's a bunch of little kids running around, and you know, it's it's swimming is a swimming is an awesome sport and it's incredibly fun, especially at a young age. Like so many of my best memories have come from being in and around water, whether that's like a pool party, going to the beach, the river, um, you know, any, any form of water. Uh, and, and so it's, it's just important to take the necessary precautions, uh, before, before you go to those events. And so that it can remain a really, fun, exciting, engaging activity for young kids. What would you, what would you recommend to help ease the process of getting in the water for any new swimmer? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the place where the place where I've seen like the most commonality in terms of like what's taught first is, is you simply have to get comfortable putting your face in the water. So like, that's really easy. You could practice it in a, in a sink, uh, but it's just like you, you put your face in the water and you practice blowing bubbles. Uh, so the, the most important thing is like generating comfort in the water. If you're more comfortable in the water, then your, your mind's not going to race as much. Like you can, 
you can be more aware. Like the biggest thing uh, that I see is like people, some people panic in the water and like, you know, that's, that's what you, you want to avoid. So, you know, like just getting comfortable, putting your face in the water, understanding that like you can hold your breath and come back up. Uh, that's, that's a great place to start. It's uh, in, in terms of your career and, you know, standing on the Olympic podium, picking up your hardware, uh, mid season training through feeling like that, you know, like this, this really fit athlete knowing you're in the, your physical prime. And then this piece of your life, this uh, philanthropic piece, um, you know, I, how do, you, how do you feel about it? Like, we, like where, where, you know, when, when you look back 10 years from now, it's like, what do you, what do you think is going to have the most significance? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think like the, the simple answer is like the, the learn to swim is, is forever, you know, like you're like the, the performance side and like the elite performance, like there's, there's going to be plenty of swimmers that come along that, that do more than, than I have done and will go faster than, than I have gone. Um, and then I've always thought it's just really important to, to give back to a sport that's, that's given me so much. And so water safety is, a uh, you know, it's, it's something that I've, that I've really spent a lot of time researching and, and learning about and, and trying to figure out like who, you know, who can in, inflict positive change in, in terms of the number of people in the, in the U S and the world that can swim and doing it in, in an engaging way. Um, and so I, yeah, I think it's, I think goldfish does an incredible job. I mean, they're putting through over a hundred thousand kids in swim lessons per week. And so being able to, to partner with them and impact that amount of kids, um, I think that's, that's doing a ton to, to both help, help them feel comfortable and safe in the water, but it's also like grassroots trying to grow the sport. Like that's definitely not like goldfish's mission. Um, but that's something that, that I'm really passionate about. Like I've, I've always wanted to help grow the sport. And I think like the, the best way to grow the sport is just to expose people to, to it. And if they find that they enjoy it and they pursue it long-term, that's, that's awesome. If they don't, that's awesome too. They know how to swim and that's a, that's a life-saving skill. I, I didn't know how to phrase the question, but it, it's, it's one that I put to Rowdy Gans and I know from traveling the world with him for years and years and years that uh, people think that like his whole life is, is being Rowdy Gaines and commentating for swimming or his, 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 his shining and crowning Olympic moment in 1984. But to know him, his answer is no, this is my life's work. This is, this is what I'm going to do until my last breath. And it's meaningful and it's gotten more meaningful over the years. And, but I haven't heard it through the lens that you're describing. And I think I'm, I'm aligned with you. Yeah. We've kids have to learn how to swim if we want to grow the sport. And for me, growing the sport is that was, that was part of the business model for swim swam. Yeah, 100%. And there's multiple ways to attack that. Uh, you know, I think there's, you know, putting out a better, like trying to put out the best product possible and in terms of like professional sports so that young athletes have role models to look up to. That's really important. Uh, but also like the grassroots initial teaching is, you know, I think the, the most important piece of it.
You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.